0: It's just culture contrarian. I wanted to uh, provide some more transparency regarding the process that um, I've attempted to be reasonable, in hoping to encounter reasonable people. And my evidence is a way to either validate the claims that I represent about myself, demonstrated by my actions, or invalidate me based upon the narrative or the actions taken by others. So, prior to entering into advocacy on behalf of parents, way back in October, before I stepped foot on any public property, I sent some communication up the chain of command to clearly articulate my intentions. Now, I have to apologize in advance because my communication can be all over the place. And that's a combination of my whatever, what's ever going on between my ears and my neurodiversity and the used words that I use, how they flow through my fingertips and arrive on a keyboard, my inability to edit my own commentary. There's many challenges in there, but I make the best effort that I can based upon these limitations and disabilities. So... I do the best I can, but hopefully you will get the intentions in my words, regardless of my phraseology punctuation tense. So I ask for a little bit of grace as I go through this. So I'm going to provide a sequence of events in public domain. All of these documents have been submitted to the court. And they're, they're available on the public record if anyone were to do their own right-to-know law request and get the actual correspondence. It's a matter of public record. So it started back in February 21st. Well, actually, it started before that, but I, th- these are some pivotal timepieces that I want to share. And um, this is in February of 2021, 2022. This letter is addressed, it's an email sent to the district attorney, Deb Ryan. And I begin, it is with complete transparency that I want to make you aware in advance of an issue which may come to your attention. You may or may not be aware of the pattern and practice of school board officials and their continued violations under the Sunshine Act and their actions of deprivation of citizens' rights under the color of law. You may be aware of school board officials attempting to remove law-abiding citizens from public property for non-compliance to a policy. Unfortunately, citizens are being unlawfully threatened, intimidated, coerced by law enforcement in a capacity to enforce a policy. I don't think that's appropriate or lawful to involve law enforcement into policy enforcement. Further, school boards are attempting to convert a First Amendment protected right into a criminal act. And I also believe that you have an understanding that free speech is not criminal. I provided advance notice to law enforcement and countless other public servants, making my best attempt at being reasonable. However, these are unreasonable times, and a wise person once told me, hope for the best and plan for the worst. It is my hope that I encounter reasonable people. Pausing verifying in advance of making an unlawful decision. So this was something I sent, received from Chester County Detectives, Mr. John O'Donnell on February 22nd. Mr. Smith, the District Attorney of Chester County and the Chester County Detectives are in receipt of your email sent February 22nd. After evaluating the text of your email, I have been assigned to attempt to identify which specific school boards you would be referring to that allegedly circumvent the Sunshine Act and lawfully threatened and limited law abiding citizens on public property. I would also be interested in explain in you explaining the final paragraph of you email your email ending, It is my hope that I encounter reasonable people pausing, verifying in advance, making an unlawful decision. I've attached your email last paragraph is highlighted. So that's that's very good. I said I responded on 222 on February 22nd. It is inappropriate at this time to enumerate the countless school boards in violation of Sunshine Act and deprivation of rights under color of law. Citizens have identified a pattern and practice of school board officials threatening unlawful trespass at a public meeting to redress their grievances. This communication is to alert you that a citizen may be forced to place an actor violating their oath under the Constitution under citizen's arrest. They will require law enforcement to officiate the rest. However, it is not reasonable that an officer will conduct due diligence through investigation and even might attempt to criminalize a citizen standing on their rights. Citizens are merely going on the record, notifying all appropriate individuals of the allegations of First and Fourth Amendment violations under the threat of trespass, arrest, and silence of speech. A reasonable officer should contact your office prior to attempting to criminalize the First Amendment protected right. However, these are not reasonable times. We will simply allow the training of public servants play out in public view with the documented history of attempting to be reasonable. It is rather surprising that you are seeking clarification to which school in Chester County is violating Sunshine Act and Deprivation of Rights under color of law. As a gesture, I will name a few if you desire to investigate. Westchester Area School District, Downingtown Area School District, Coatesville Area School District, Owen J Roberts, Tradefair, Great Valley, Phoenixville are just a few. Then um, I sent this letter to both O'Donnell and Deb Ryan on February 24th. I want to apologize for my communication the other day if I inappropriately expressed some frustration. It truly has been quite challenging attempting to be reasonable with e- when each step of the way is being met with obvious and documented improper and unlawful conduct. I'm in the middle of working quite a bit for one particular area, and it is requiring my attention and focus. I'm totally attempting to be as reasonable as possible with those who have sworn an oath to protect citizens' rights, and not, and I'm not being taken seriously. Unfortunately, this is inclusive of security professionals and those representing law enforcement. Once a citizen understands how our system has been fortified and protected for public servants through Supreme Court precedent, meaning Grant versus Connor, Fraser v. Cop, Terry v. Ohio, and many others, we must be very diligent. Not only that, we must be incredibly professional, respectful, and make every attempt to be reasonable. From this perspective, it is critical that a citizen have no ill will nor ill intentions and professionally attempt to assist to assert their constitutional rights even impossibly tense situations make every attempt to have documents to validate that speaking in public to public officials is not a crime i'm seeking counsel and advice for a law enforcement officer the best manner to be free manage expectations and to respect authority Also, the best manner to de-escalate potential emotional responses when an officer believes they may have correct control or dominion over a law-abiding citizen. I would like to propose something for your consideration, and it is time-sensitive. First, it is important for me to clarify or state that I truly respect, recognize, and appreciate the countless roles in the service of the public. It is often a thankless job, and citizens are not understanding of the needs inside a public service. That is not me. As I am still working through the communication process, I have a target date that is in my mind to afford the school board to honor their oath. A citizen has no power to ensure school boards act lawfully. However, we do have a path to hold them accountable to the law and their oath. I envision as that date approaches, I would give you reasonable advance notice to the date, time, and location of when this unlawful encounter will transpire. I would invite you to attend out of uniform as a possible witness, and also in your enforcement authority. This would be transparency and vulnerability for myself to ensure that I am in full compliance with the law and exercising my lawful speech. I'm even willing to consider having a brief conversation just before I step up to the line. I'm not making any promises at this point, but I'm attempting to navigate the best path to effect the right change for citizens and hold those accountable who have been unlawful for so long. This particular school board has been repeatedly informed and aware of their deprivation of rights being enforced through policy and are refusing to obey their oath. Only one individual has gone on the record and registered their objection to policy violations by the board along with Sunshine Act violations. This particular board has eight individuals who are involved in this conspiracy, and all eight should receive equal justice upon a call for service as any other citizen when a call for service. These individuals are acting in their private person capacity and ignoring their oath to, to the citizens. This is an additional email I sent on the 22nd to Detective O'Donnell. An attempt was made to leave a voicemail with Detective O'Donnell along with sending an email today. Unfortunately, the email appears to be blocked being received. I cannot carbon copy you on that email as it is blocked, but I am including some details which were contained in that email to help validate and enumerate the concerns and violations. This is a portion of what was sent in addition to the attached document specifying the Policy 903, being used among the majority of school districts to unconstitutionally criminalize or silence free speech. Um, An attempt to connect with you was unsuccessful in the voicemail that was left. While it is not obligatory to provide the following information as citizens are not receiving reasonable interaction from public servants, citizens have a duty to be reasonable with public servants according to the Supreme Court. I am hopeful that you will agree that I have been consistent in attempting to be respectful and professional. I agree that I may have not been very specific in my communication. My reasoning was to provide every reasonable opportunity for public servants to correct their course of action and honor their oath. Unfortunately, the way our legal justice system has evolved over the decades, the burdens put upon citizens are pretty overwhelming to ensure public servants honor their oath. I want to stipulate that all of my actions have been lawful, respectful, and professional, and been taken directly from the obligations the Supreme Court has set forth for private citizens. A conversation regarding that may happen at a different time if I am ever engaged for such a conversation. I'm sharing with you at this point a degree of my preparedness in the event public servants continue to violate their oath and I attempt to address it in the manner the Supreme Court requires. I'm hopeful that I will encounter a positive and lawful correction to missteps, misrepresentations, and abolishment of unlawful policies which deprive citizens' rights. However, the Supreme Court has determined that it is not a reasonable expectation and a citizen is required to be reasonable to protect and inform public servants. To demonstrate my best efforts in regard to this, I'm sharing with you a few things. This is the background information regarding the deprivation of rights for just one school. I provided a hyperlink to my communication to the school inclusive of the color of law violation but I have evidence from multiple schools within Chester County and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. In the event I attend a public board meeting and the board attempts to violate my rights, I will be placing all offending board members under private person arrest and calling 911 to get an officer to officiate the arrest. I am hopeful that this is handled professionally and respectfully according to the law, policies and procedures. However, in the event the school board attempts to criminalize my law-abiding activities, I am prepared. Ah, so now I'm describing my preparedness. I will simply present a small card to the security guard, police, or state troopers, which will have a link to how I will conduct myself. So my desire was to present, pardon me, I'm. this isn't written in the letter, I'm just adding additional context. People are aware of my bodyguard, people are aware of the QR code, people are aware of the documents that I have that say, this is how I'm gonna conduct myself. And that even provides a link to my ebook where that link was going. I continue. I cannot rely upon a public servant doing due diligence when conducting an investigation for they have significant latitude and protections to respond impulsively. It is unfortunate that a law-abiding citizen might encounter an attitude which is, you might beat the charges, but you will never beat the ride. While I hope that does not happen, one must be prepared. In the event I become unlawfully arrested, I will not be identifying myself, and you will need to be, I will need to be brought before the judge. Fortunately, I have information available in advance for the judge as well. In the event i am brought before the judge i will merely audibly state a url link which will afford the judge to have greater context prior to attempting to threaten me with contempt when no evidence is available of my private person committing a crime then i have a link of the document that would go to the judge do you note that this information was pres- presented to chester county detectives? in March of 2022. While the timing of this information may not be convenient, it is very reasonable when a citizen has been treated so unreasonably. This is an additional communication sent on March 23rd to Chester County detectives. Subject, citizen deprivation of rights at school boards. Dr. Uh, Detective O'Donnell. It appears that my attempts to rely upon Chester County Detectives, the District Attorney's Office, to investigate and thwart the unlawful and unconstitutional acts of public servants has been unsuccessful. On 314, I was unlawfully pulled over, detained, falsely imprisoned, threatened with kidnapping and violence against my person by Pennsylvania state troopers. On 321, I was unlawfully given a criminal trespass warning and a threat of defiant trespass from the public school board meeting at the Octorero School Board for standing on my Fourth Amendment, right to speak without identifying myself. As a contracted agent for parents of children in the school, the only obligation I have to provide my identity is when I've been lawfully arrested. I attempted to connect with you in advance and left messages and emails which were ignored, I communicated with the district attorney, which appears she sent to the school board. The school board has alleged that the DA and the detectives have identified my conduct as a threat. I spoke with your supervisor, and he said that my constitutional claims, quote, are above his pay grade, close quote, and I should just, quote, tell him your name, close quote, to which I responded, quote, sure. Surrendering one's Fourth Amendment makes the state's job easier. No, thank you, close quote. I will assume that your silence is an affirmation that your oath, quote, I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of Pennsylvania, close quote, has its limits. I will further assume that the allegations remain correct as nothing has been offered to dispel that allegation. I will also assume that the Chester County detectives are no longer working on investigating deprivation of rights, citizens' rights within school board meetings. I will share this video, this is the video of being unlawfully trespassed from Octarer School, as a means to demonstrate good faith, as my reasonableness is a matter of the record. Lastly, I will assume that the DA and Chester County detectives have closed the case and are no longer involved in the investigation and that a reply will not be forthcoming. I will be sending a right to no law. Request to confirm delivery of this email. Response from Detective O'Donnell. Mr. Smith, I'm open to communication in order to prevent any misunderstandings. You have my phone number. Give me a call or meet with me so I can assure we're on the same page. Thank you for your response. Detective O'Donnell. I'm wanting to schedule a time that might be appropriate to have a conversation regarding the unconstitutional actions perpetrated by a multiple, multitude of Chester County school boards. I want to share with something in advance. I'm just going to skip through that. Well, no, I won't. Um, I want to, I wanted to share something with you to assist you in advance in your investigation. I understand that law enforcement are responsible to enforce the rule of law, and the interpretation of laws is often an afterthought by both the DA's office and possibly a judge. I understand that the U.S. Constitution is interpreted, to, interpreted through the lens of the Supreme Court precedent, and I want to share with you a few important cases that the courts have ruled in favor of the citizens when a public servant violates their oath. And I just identified a few cases Howlett v. Rose in 496 U.S. 356. Murdoch v. Pennsylvania 319 USC 105 and Shuttlesworth v. City of Birmingham 30, 373 US 262. Um, I had these a little bit out of sequence. I apologize. I will be attending a school board meeting on 214 where the lack, we're back on 124. All school board members received a verbal and written warning regarding their unlawful enforcement of a policy which violates a citizen's constitutional rights. In spite of the warning, the school board continued the deprivation of rights in violation of their oath at subsequent board meetings. One board member read into the, rec- into the minutes and furnished a copy of registering their objective- objection to school board policies, which are depriving citizens of rights in addition to going on the record objecting to continued violations of the Sunshine Act. When I attended this meeting, I am hopeful they have abolished all unconstitutional policies and will not attempt to unlawfully deprive my constitutional rights. However, Graham v. Connor states that it is not reasonable for public officials to know the laws they must comply nor enforce. It is the burden of the citizens to be reasonable and correct misstatements, misrepresentation, or incorrect actions based upon the actual written law or Supreme Court precedent. While I truly desire and hope that elected officials comply with the law, but if previous behavior is any prediction of future behavior, I anticipate that any correction or challenge by a citizen to point out unlawful actions will be met with threats, intimidation, coercion, duress, and might require law enforcement to address unlawful actions by school board members. I Just a clarification, this email was sent prior to me attending um, on February 14th. I believe this is the reason that they took action to cancel the meeting. Please understand that I have taken every reasonable step I could imagine to hope for a positive lawful encounter with school board members and law enforcement if they get involved. I also have an extensive record of my attempts to be reasonable in the event that I become a victim of unlawful retaliation under color of law. I hate to be redundant, but my efforts are not intended to be provocative or disruptive, only to ensure that the law is obeyed by public servants and by citizens. Attempts to craft a narrative absent of evidence around my actions will need to compete with my evidence along with my actions. I was contemplating and making you aware of the location time of this encounter and presently considering the wisdom and counsel of others to make that decision. This is a response I got on March 8th. You can contact my desk Monday through Friday, or we can meet in public anywhere in Chester County if you like. Regarding your member memo, it reads that you will be attempting a meeting. Do you mean 314, considering it is 3, eight? Yes, here's my response. Here Sir, you are most certainly correct that, that I misidentified the date in the meeting is actually in March, not February. I look forward to speaking to you and I'm hopeful that your understanding of my intentions and transparency. It is incredibly difficult to have an obligation to know the laws in such detail and encounter public servants that have no such obligation. I truly don't have any desire to stand on some lofted intellectual perch at all. It is simply the burden forced upon all private citizens which they simply don't understand. I'm making my best efforts to not demonstrate any contempt for authority at all I want a positive, respectful, professional, lawful encounter with anyone I may engage. I truly appreciate your handling this communication thus far. Um, this is an email I sent to O'Donnell, carbon copy Deb Ryan, on March 14th. Attempted to connect with you this morning at 9:20, and a brief message was left on your voicemail. I am hopeful that you will agree that all communication has been consistent in attempting to be respectful and professional. I agree that I may not have been very specific in my communication, and my reasoning was to provide every reasonable opportunity for public servants to correct their source of action, action and honor their oath. Unfortunately, the way our legal system has evolved over the decades, the burdens put upon citizens are pretty overwhelming to ensure public servants honor their oath. I want to stipulate that all of my actions have been lawful, respectful professional, and been taken directly from the obligations the Supreme Court has set forth for citizen. A conversation regarding that may happen at a different time and I'm in, if I'm ever engaged for such a conversation. I'm sharing with you at this point a degree of my preparedness in the event servants continue to violate their oath and I attempt to address it in the manner the Supreme Court requires. I am hopeful that I will encounter a positive and lawful correction to missteps, misrepresentations, and unlawful policies which deprive citizens' rights. Um, however, the Supreme Court determined that it is not reasonable expectation, and a citizen is required to be reasonable to protect and inform public servants. To demonstrate my best efforts in regards to this, I'm sharing a few things with you. This is my background information regarding the deprivation. This is my ebook again. Uh, I think. I read this one already, sorry. This is a response on March 23rd. Oh, I did that, I, I must have. I apologize. Yeah, I did, I duplicated it. Yeah, so that that is a summary of my attempts to communicate with the district attorney, to communicate with Chester County detectives, and what happened after all of this? An email was sent out by Detective O'Donnell's boss with this statement Good morning, Chiefs. A person who identifies themselves as blah blah with an email address of blah blah sent an email to the district attorney's office complaining about school districts' violations related to Pennsylvania Sunshine Act. This person did not identify the school district in the email. The conclusion of his email states, Quote, I have provided advance notice to law enforcement and countless other public servants making my best attempt at being reasonable. However, these are unreasonable times, and the wise person told me, Hope for the best and plan for the worst. It is my hope that I encounter unreasonable people pausing, verifying in advance of making an unlawful decision, close quote. Isn't it interesting how the chief detective took that one little statement? So he says at the end, if anyone has had any contact with this person or email address, please contact as soon as possible. This was from the chief of detectives. Then this was sent to every chief of police within Chester County, Pennsylvania. I got a copy of this email. I sent a right-to-know law request to every chief of police that was sent on the two distribution list. These these emails were sent in the two address link, not the carbon copy, not the blind carbon copy. So I'm in possession of this email with all the email addresses. And I sent a right-to-know law request to every one of those law enforcement officers, the chief of police, for them to produce this email that they received from the Chief Detective Sasa. And I got three categories of responses. One, let's just say they flat out ignored the request, violated the right to no law. Some asked for me to provide personal identifiable information prior to responding to the request, which I have no lawful obligation to do. Two, I got a response that no document exists. So a portion of those people I sent them, it's funny that this document, and I attached the document, does not exist. So that means they either deleted the document, or they couldn't find it. They filed it and didn't find it. Then the next response was, we cannot furnish this document because it's related to an ongoing criminal investigation. Hmm. So, right-to-know law responses are are to be responded to based upon the grounds of perjury. So, I have to believe that the responses were, well, they ignore, okay, they ignored it, big deal. They just violated the right to no law by destroying a public record and not providing it. Uh, two, that they say the document doesn't exist. I have to believe them. So I don't know what, what basis they would claim it doesn't exist, but they're doing it under grounds of perjury. There's no reason for me to appeal that request because they're doing it under perjury. Then those that are saying it's involved in a criminal investigation, well, do you think I'm going to get access to information regarding a criminal investigation about myself? Absolutely not. So I can't do a request on that. And then out of all of those people, all those 40 some odd people I sent the request to, only two actually furnished the document without saying it didn't exist or saying it was tied up in a criminal investigation. Only two. Two of them, I sent an email, or no, a number of them, I sent a mail email back saying, it's funny that what I am sending to you, you're claiming doesn't exist. And a couple of those people said, oh, wait a minute, I think we found your record. So the interesting thing is those two people that forwarded the document to me, And the two people that forwarded it to me after I showed it to them, they're not named defendants because I was reasonable with them. But I stopped being reasonable when I found a pattern and practice that was streamlined through the entire Chester County chief of police in relationship to the Chester County detective's office as directed by the district attorney, that they were all going to conspire to take all of my communication, rip it out of context, and convert it into a crime. Now that's not up to me to connect those dots. Those are the dots that I've connected, but it's the reason I'm bringing this before a federal court, and it's the reason I'm making this video, and it's the reason I'm providing a hyperlink to this document so people can see in plain view the efforts of public servants and us trying to be reasonable with them and say, just honor your oath, protect and uphold my constitutional rights. I respect your authority. I respect your position. I understand the importance of it to help citizens navigate this world safely. I get it. I'm a back the blue because I understand the necessity of law-abiding servants to protect us from the evildoers, the evildoers in the world. But what I've encountered is that the evildoers are inside a public service. And I give them op- every opportunity to stop, repent, stop doing this. Do I expect it? Yeah, because people are wretched and wicked. Am I prepared for it? Yes, in a very respectful, professional, prepared way, trying to convert malice to how I'm going to conduct myself, look at the freaking videos. Watch to how I talk to these people when they're acting in their private person capacity, using their authority to do something that they shouldn't be doing, to criminalize that something that I'm allowed to do. It's a right. It's an unalienable right. But I just want to share this with people. See it. Put it in the public domain. Share it. We are not free, folks. This communication shows what an exhaustive effort it is to try to reason with those in public service that have so many protections that they can cause us harm. They continue to perpetrate harm. And I want people to see how far and wide it goes. Am I going to be disrespectful going through this? Absolutely not. I want you, you the people, to see what I see, to learn what I have learned, on what I what a lesser magistrate looks like. I'm not a bad guy. I wanna walk in Christ's righteousness in the face of the evil that stands before me and give them the ability to stop and repent because stop, drop, and roll is not gonna work when they meet the final maker. I'm not pushing anybody to that end. I wanna push them to say, listen, repent. I have no power over you. I can't force justice on you. I'm a volunteerist, non-violent, non-confrontational person. I've been beaten down, folks. I've been beaten down by my body medically. I've been beaten down by law enforcement. I can't get justice from them. I don't have ill will towards them. I just want them to be brought before man's justice system and let man make the determination because they're going to hell already. There's no worse punishment than going to hell. So I don't need them anything more than stop, don't go to hell. Stop being an order follower to victimize people and think you're getting into heaven. No, you're not. That's delusional. That's my message. So put that in your intellectual pipe and smoke it.